This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or For His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Good morning. How y'all doing today? I'm Reverend Amy Bauman with For His Glory Ministry, and I am so glad that you're choosing to join us today. We come together every Sunday for church online, coming together as a body of believers from all over the world to do what we've already been doing this morning, worshiping our Lord, renewing our faith, and right now in the next few minutes, renewing our mind to make sure that we are aligned with God's word and living in the fullness that he offers each one of us. As we start this new month, the Lord has given me a sermon series called Walking in Freedom. I believe today there are so many people that are trapped in a prison cell, living in depression, addiction, the consequences of their sins, not feeling, participating, receiving the fullness the life that Jesus offers each one of us when we follow him. So that's what we're going to be starting off today. I'm really excited about the series. I pray it will be a blessing for you. But before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your timing. I thank you for how much you love us. I thank you that you want us to walk in freedom And so much so that you sent your one and only son into this world to make us free. He died on the cross, forgave us while we were yet sinners so that we could have that full relationship with you and live the way that you designed us to live. Sons and daughters, forgiven and free. So I just pray for each person watching today, each person listening Holy Spirit, we ask that you fall in this place, that you will open up our hearts and our ears for what it is that you have for each one of us. We are excited for everything that you are going to do, and we are ready. We are ready to walk in freedom. We love you and praise you and ask all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus who saves. Amen. I think there are a lot of people today living in a prison cell like this. Bars on the windows. You can see on the wall where they are marking the days. They're living trapped, captives in their own homes, their own minds, their own prison cells. I can see them. I can see them. I have heard their words on social media. I have had them reach out to me to ask for prayer. And I personally know what it's like to live in a cell like this. I did for 17 years, trapped in the prison of my mind, captive, feeling the full weight of my circumstances and situation. And I believe God gave me this sermon series because his desire has always been restoration and to set the captives free. We see that when Jesus comes on the scene 
and starts his ministry. He was in his own town of Nazareth. They invited him in to read scriptures in the synagogue. And he shares the words of Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to reclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And after he rolled up the scroll, the scroll and gave it back to the attendant, he said, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus was rejected at Nazareth, his hometown, after he claimed these words of Isaiah. But the truth remains that this is why he came, to set the prisoners free. And 2,000 years later, we are still, some of us, prisoners today. And we're not allowing the Lord to give us that full freedom that he wants to give us. So for the next five weeks, we're going to be looking at and talking about these prison cells. So to get started, we really know, we really need to know what a prison really is. A prison, also known as jail, penitentiary, detention center, correction center, correctional facility, or lockup is a facility in which convicted criminals are confined against their will and denied a variety of freedoms under the authority of the state as punishment for various crimes. Prisons are most commonly used within a criminal justice system. People charged with crimes may be imprisoned until their trial. And those pleading or being found guilty of crimes at trial may be sentenced to a specified period of imprisonment. In simplest terms, a prison can also be described as a building in which people are legally held as a punishment for a crime they have committed. So a prison is a place where we stay, we stay held up as a, as a punishment for a crime that we have committed. We don't get to leave those four walls. That's where we live. And this particular prison wasn't always the case for me. I wasn't always living confined from the consequences of what I had done, the sin I had committed. For me, a long time, I lived in a prison of depression and lies that I had been believing from the enemy. That was for a good portion of my life. So that's a different kind of prison I wasn't so much focused on my sin or the punishment that I should be receiving, but it was a prisoner of my mind. I had no freedom. I was tied to mental illness and the racing thoughts 
and the consequences of living that out each day. I could not escape my mind. I could not escape the depression. It lived with me. It haunted me. I could not escape. What's another form of imprisonment? Not just depression. What about addiction? There is no freedom in addiction because you are tied to when you are going to get your next fix. You are tied or handcuffed to when you are going to get your next drink, to when you are going to see your next image. Because you're praying, you're pleading, you're hoping, you're believing that those things are going to fill the hole that you have in your life. Somehow it's going to fill you up. Somehow it's going to take away your pain. Somehow it's going to help the emptiness that you are feeling. And whether you believe it or not, you are a prisoner to those things. You are confined to a cell like this. What about living in a prisoner as a prisoner of fear? Well, we all went through 2020. No matter where you were at in the world, you probably felt some form of confinement, unable to leave your homes at some point in time. And in that time period, we were fearing what was out there in the world, what could affect our physical health or our families. Some of us actually experienced that sickness. Some of us out there actually died. We have family members that we know or friends that had gone through it. The reality that something could come into our lives, into our homes, into our safety and change the way we live brought a blanket of fear that covered the entire world. And for some, you're still living under that fear today. Maybe today you are living in a prison of fear where you are not able to fully enjoy the life, the promises, the fulfillment that God intended because everything makes you afraid. Prison cells, they keep us in. They trap us. They trap us from walking in the fullness of everything God has promised us in his word. Joy, peace, forgiveness, health. And the other thing is Jesus wants us to give him our worries, our fears, our anxieties, and the heaviness that we carry. And oftentimes we don't do that. We hold on to those things. We bear it alone. We don't offer them up to him. We don't surrender those feelings to him. Yet Jesus tells us in Matthew 11, starting in verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How many of us today have burdens that we are carrying around? 
fears and struggles, living as prisoners and not resting in the Lord. One of the reasons that we are still doing this, meaning living in a prison cell, is because of the enemy, our enemy, the devil. We talk about this a lot. I share this a lot in preachings and teachings. Why? Because we forget. Because we keep allowing him to come into our lives and walk all over us and steal, kill, and destroy. We get distracted from life and we forget that we are in a battle. And we forget that the enemy's goal is to make us forget who we are and what Jesus has done for us. And he continues to lie to us so much that we start believing the lies over the truth, saying that what we've done is too big for Jesus to forgive us. Therefore, we receive his condemnation and his lies and continue to live in a prison that shuts us in. A prison of depression, a prison of addiction, a prison of fear. So we live there, allowing him to run our lives. I know, I said that in the beginning, I lived there for a very long time, believing every lie and that I deserved to live in this prison cell. I made this, this was my own making. I deserved the punishment, but that was the farthest from the truth. That was what I continued to hear from the enemy until it became my own truth. So why did Jesus come? Why did he come when he tells us that he come, he came to set the captives free? We talked about this a couple weeks ago, looking at Jesus's ministry, why he came, the many prophecies that were about him, the coming Messiah, and how people still didn't get it. When Jesus came on the scene and he did that infamous Sermon on the Mount and he was telling everyone that he didn't just come to share, but to fulfill the law to its fullest, he asked everyone to examine the shape of their heart, yet a lot of those people looked at him and said, we've been waiting for a Messiah, someone that wasn't going to set us free from our sin and the way we were living, but that's someone that was going to set us free from the Roman Empire. We're captives living in oppression. They wanted to be free from that. A lot of them missed it. And we are still missing it today. They missed why Jesus really came to set them free from their sins. Paul reminds us of this in Galatians 5. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. 
maybe where you are at today, you don't understand how Jesus freed you. You're sitting in this cell, in this prison, saying, I want out. I want to walk in freedom, but I don't know how to do it. I see and hear about Jesus, but I don't know how to have him be in my life. I'm living in this prison cell of sin, and I don't know how to get out. How do we walk in freedom? First and foremost, we have to know that the way the world teaches us is not the way we need to go. God gave us the Bible, His truth, and that is where we need to look to find our truth and how we walk it out each day, how we walk in freedom, how we live our lives living in this broken world. Colossians 2.6 tells us this, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, other people's truth, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him, in Jesus, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in Him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In Him you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, setting us apart, cutting us off from the world. By putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. By canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumph over them in him. So what does that mean? It means because of our sin, we are deserving of this prison cell. Because we've walked away from God. We've taken him out of all things. We've turned our backs on him. Because we've lied, because we've stolen, because we've committed adultery, because we've murdered, because we've abused, because we've beaten and judged and walked in bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness, and we've idolized and forsaken our Creator because of Jesus. Because of what Jesus did on the cross and all the things that we have done and continued to do, we 
are forgiven of the crimes we have committed. He took that punishment for us. So when we repent of our sins and turn from our ways and follow Jesus, we have access to that gift of everlasting life, that gift of living in freedom. And yet so many of us today don't receive it. So many of us today even followers of Jesus are still living in these prison cells. People that go to church, people that tithe, people that love Jesus, people that pray are still living this way. They're still trapped. They're not living in the fullness that Jesus offers them. That's not including all the people that don't even know about Jesus that are still walking around trapped in prison cells of their addiction and fear and lifestyles. We can believe in Jesus. We can believe that he died on the cross for our sins and yet we're still allowing the enemy to keep us trapped. We're still believing in his lies. We're still, we're still saying, well, I guess this is good enough. I guess this is all I get. I guess I'm going to be happy with this. We're not walking in freedom or living in the purpose that he has given each one of us. So my question for us today is how much longer? How much longer are we going to stay in these cells? How much longer are we going to live as prisoners? Aren't we ready? Aren't we ready to live in the freedom that has been offered us? The, the punishment that is so rightfully ours was taken from us. All of our sin and shame, all of the acts that we have done have been nailed to a cross. That sin and our old lives have been dead and buried with Jesus and then we have been resurrected with him in new life. We have this gift that he places in front of each one of us. It's all wrapped. It's got a really beautiful bow on it. And so many times it is left unopened. We push it aside and we continue to live in the prison cells that we have accepted and received instead. The Lord put this together and made a way and, and his desire for this series is to ask ourselves these questions. Are we living in this prison cell? But also giving us an opportunity to say, you know what, no more. I don't want to live trapped anymore in my depression. I don't want to live trapped in my fear. I don't want to be trapped in addiction. I want to receive the gift. I want to receive the fullness and walk in the purpose that Jesus has for me. 
Are we going to be ready for Jesus to release us from the chains of addiction, from the prison cells of depression, to stop living behind bars of fear? Are you ready to surrender your lives and live each day following the one who gives us freedom? If so, then I want you to listen to these words of truth. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There are lots of ways out there, lots of places that are going to have arrows pointing here and pointing there. But Jesus says to us, and it's clearly written, that he is the only way. And we must follow him. Matthew 7, 13, 14, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. You cannot follow the ways of the world where everyone is going. There's a narrow gate. And the life that we need to live out each day and follow Jesus, not everyone is going to choose to do that. But he has set us apart from the world to follow him. Look for the narrow gate. Don't follow everyone else and what they're doing. John 3, 3, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I lived for 17 years trapped in my prison cell. And it wasn't until I surrendered my life that I was born again, that I placed all of my sin before the Lord, that I repented and returned to him, that I became a new creation in him, leaving behind my old life, the suitcases that I dragged with me and stepping out into this new path that he had, this narrow path to follow him. I was born again, renewed, restored, redeemed. That is the only way that we can see the kingdom of God to be renewed and restored in him. John 3, 15 through 18, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned and whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of of the only Son of God. And then Romans 10, 9 through 11. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one 
one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. What are you declaring with your mouth today? Are you choosing to follow Jesus? And are you living that out, walking that out each day, aligning your life with his word? We need to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart and we will be saved. We have a choice. God doesn't try to micromanage us. He doesn't try to control us. He's not going to make you do anything. He wants you to choose. He wants you to choose to allow him to open up these bars. He wants you to choose to live a life that is worthy of what Jesus did on the cross. He wants you to choose to follow him and have a relationship with him. He wants you to be dead to sin and alive in Christ. Romans 6 says this, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may have a new life. For if we have been united with him in death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old sin was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with and that we shall no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has a mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as the instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. Prison cells. As we start this month looking at whether or not we're walking in freedom, the first step that we take in that walk is being aware. Aware of our lifestyle. 
aware of where we're living, aware of our actions and the choices that we are making. We need to ask ourselves some essential questions. Are you living in a prison cell today? Are you walking in freedom, living in purpose, or are you imprisoned, living out a sentence for crimes that you may have committed, but that Jesus freely took your sentence for? He wants you to know today how much he loves you that he came into this world to die on a cross. And if it was only for you, he would have done it. That's how much he loves us. And that he has great plans for each one of us, wanting us to live not imprisoned, but with purpose and meaning and joy. He wants you to know that there is something that he is trying to get your attention with, that he keeps trying to, to get into your life, to stand at that door, that he's knocking, that he wants you to open it, and he wants you to let him in. He wants that relationship. He wants to teach you so many things, but we have to be willing. We have to choose to open the door. We also have to ask ourselves, if sin is the master and you want to continue to live in the flesh and turn your back to God, that this is our reward, that we're never going to leave this cell, that we're never going to walk into everything that God has for us. We will never get out. It'll go from this life into the next in a prison there that none of us want to be in. But today, today, if you're ready to surrender your life to Jesus, to receive the free gift, to open it up, to not push it aside, the walk in freedom, living in purpose, then today is the time Today is the time to surrender our lives, to repent and return and receive the gift. And Jesus is the only one that has the key. We don't have to be prisoners anymore. We can walk in freedom. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your words and your truth. And I first want to invite those today that are living in this prison cell that there is a way out. You tell us in your word that if we declare with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that you raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. For it is in our hearts that we believe and are justified and with our mouths that we profess our faith and are saved. So today we say, I believe that Jesus is your son. 
I believe that he died on the cross to forgive me of my sins so that I could be restored to you and have everlasting life. I want Jesus to live in my life and in my heart from this day forward. I no longer want to be trapped in this prison cell, but live in the fullness and walk in the freedom that only Jesus offers. Jesus, please forgive me. I invite you into my heart. And for the others, Lord, that are still unsure, that, are, that still have questions, that still don't know how to walk it out, I pray that you will put someone in their life that will show them. I pray that they will have a fresh revelation. Holy Spirit, we ask that you will work and move in their hearts so that without a doubt they know what they need to do, that they're ready to surrender that they want to walk out of that prison cell and live and walk in freedom. And Lord, you know that this is an easy journey. You know that we are living in a broken world with so many challenges. And there's so many truths out there and so many people that claim to know the way. But Lord, you are the way. You are the only way. Help us to hear your words louder than the words of the enemy. We rebuke him in Jesus' name and throw him down at your feet and believe that you are greater, that he cannot manifest in our health, that he cannot manifest in our bodies, that he cannot manifest in our families, that he cannot work and move in our lives. You are greater. Help us to believe that today to believe your truth, to stand on your foundation, and to live in freedom. We love you and praise you and thank you and ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to leave you with one final song today. Allow the Spirit to work and move in your hearts. Allow him to break down walls, break down these prison cells. Allow him to work freely in your life so that you can walk in freedom. We're going to spend the next month looking at this and looking at the Bible and understanding our truth. But today, as we start this off, really lean into those questions. Ask yourself the hard questions and ask the Lord to allow him to work and move in your life so that you know the truth. You know whether or not you are in this cell today. What do you need to do to get out? What are you still struggling with that Jesus needs to work in your life? Where do you need more of his help to help you walk in freedom? Thank you so much for being here today and for joining us. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.